Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by publisher of InsideTexas.com, Eric Nalin. It's our weekly installment of the State of the Program, where we go over uh, some items and issues that we think are, are germane to uh, Texas football in general, uh, and as well as the athletic programs. Uh, Eric, welcome in, bud. Hey, thanks for having me, Bobby. Uh, well, as always, I hope this is a, a good segment for uh, the folks out there. Uh, let's start really with Chris Jackson being named the wide receivers coach at Texas. I know you had an article yesterday on Inside Texas with some further insight on him. Uh, tell us what you know about the new wide receivers coach at the University of Texas. Yeah, you know, uh, sometimes what makes us good at our job, Bobby, is just unfamiliarity. I, you know, I didn't know anything about him. So my first my first job is to become familiar with him. And then, you know, everything I learned, I just pass, I just pay it forward to the to the readers, you know. So I didn't know him, right? I mean, he's bounced around the league forever um, as a player. He's uh, in and out of the AFL, uh, you know, played in the NFL for a while, went to modern day, didn't play football. I mean, he's just got a very uh, interesting path. So I had to dive in a little deeper on him and learn more about him before I can actually uh, talk intelligently on him, you know, and I, everybody's asking about, you know, recruiting. Can he recruit? Cause he hasn't done it. You know, just because you haven't demonstrated the ability to recruit doesn't mean that you can't recruit. Um, and so I had to learn whether or not he's got the traits for that. And, you know, everything that I had learned about him, uh, you know, I wrote a piece yesterday that, I, you know, I came back feeling pretty confident about his ability overall, uh, to relate to players. That's for, first of all, you know, recruiting is effort and relatability. That that's really what it boils down to. Do you want to recruit? Uh, and can you relate to players? Can you connect to them? And I think he's got a story uh, and a path that that had, you know, he's, he's got experience that he has from, you know, from being a player, but also experience from his path. You know, the path is going to give you a lot of experience, all the people that you've met. He's seen the highs. He's seen the lows of the sport. Um, he's coached the, you know, uh, pros at a high level. He's, he's actually trained them uh, to get them ready for the combine. So, there's just so many different things that he has that, that are going to um, appeal to recruits, I think. And then, you know, learning about his personality, I think he's got a really good personality based on the people I've talked to that know him. Uh, you know, I feel really good. I, I feel good about the hire. You know, I, I think Sark, I know he did a lot of homework. You know, it's always funny when fans, uh, they get real apprehensive when it the, when the, wasn't a name that they know or, or it didn't happen fast enough. Uh, I really like the, the approach Sark took. He did a lot of homework on him. Uh, and I think he made a good hire. And I'm, I'm interested to get to know Chris Jackson more through sources that, that relate to him and, uh, and recruits that talk to him. Uh, but for right now, I feel really good about the hire. A lot of folks are making a big deal about him having a prior relationship with Margin Hooks, an elite uh, trainer in the DFW area of high school wide receivers, has uh, trained Jonte Cook, for example, Micah Hudson now, the, the, the star recruit for the 2024 class out of Lake Belton. Uh, Evan Stewart over at A&M. What, what are your, what's your takeaway on that uh, relationship and its impact uh, and what it might mean uh, in this hire? Yeah, Margin, uh, Margin has worked uh, quite a bit with Isaiah Nair too. Um, you know, just really, you know, I mean, you know, I've known Margin for 10 years. It's kind of interesting. Um, you know, he was kind of just breaking into the whole thing uh, when I was kind of breaking into the whole thing. And, um, you know, Margin, <laughs> Margin is the best at it. You know I mean? If you talk to a, a, a high school, uh, somebody that's writing about recruiting in Florida, they know who Margin Hooks is. I don't know who the best guy in Florida is. You know, so that just tells you that you know, Margin's uh, reputation precedes himself. Uh, Margin also makes the makes their job easier. You know, he makes the wide receivers job coach job easier because they don't they don't have all the time in the world to to spend developing them. Um, so 
Marge is going to identify the self-starters, the guys that really want to get better, that put in a lot of extra effort. And Marge is going to help develop them. And that, you know, he's got guys all over the country. Uh, you know, J. Michael Sturdivant just went from Cal to UCLA, one of the, to me, one of the most talented guys in the entire nation. Clearly a first first or second round draft pick, maybe, maybe third round draft pick. He's got guys all over the place. Uh, but, you know, you need to have a good relationship with Margin. And, uh, you know, Chris Jackson and Margin definitely know each other. I think they were cut on the same day in 2003 by the Dolphins. Uh, so there, there is a, a pre-existing relationship there. Uh, you know, just just guessing. I'm I'm sure that Sark got some good feedback from Margin Hooks on Chris Jackson. You know, that just makes sense. But that also speaks to uh, to uh, uh, Sark's uh, pro, uh, hiring process and the fact that he gets the he gets the landscape. All right, uh, want to say thank you to our sponsor. Each and every episode of State of the Program is sponsored by Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. The Lowy Law Firm specializes in results for his clients, whether it's a tragic car wreck an accident in the workplace, or any serious or catastrophic injury, Adam is who you want to call. Call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or reach him online at lowylawfirm.com for a free consultation. And remember, uh, Adam focuses on results. Uh, Eric, let's let's go to a different subject. I wrote a column this morning. I think it's, it's pertinent uh, to the whole discussion about Texas and Steve Sarkeesian reading, recruiting through the whistle. It's a term Jerry Hamilton of, of Inside Texas likes to use all the time, and I think we've adopted it. Uh, you it, know. it was invented by your co-host here, though. Just, uh, just so oh, it wasn't really? Okay. Yeah, okay. long, long ago. That, was, that, was, that precedes uh, – that's a long one. You, know? okay. you always play through the whistle. Uh, there's certain guys you got to recruit through the whistle. I got gotcha. you. So here's my question to you as it relates to that. Um, in the last week, we've seen Texas pick up A.D. Mitchell, right? Uh, wide receiver out of Georgia that I think it's, I mean, it's, it's the very last week Texas can add somebody. Then over the weekend, they offer a Mississippi defensive lineman who's not even in the on three database, by the right. way. Yeah. That's um, it. That, only that's prior kind of office was coastal Carolina and Southwest Missouri state. Or that's Missouri. kind of a thing with Mississippi kids though, man. And you know, they offered a, a Juco, which I'm sure you're about to go to. We barely have any information on him. And I, I think that's what, that's, I think we're getting – we're on to Bo's secret. Bo Davis' yeah. secret is just go to Mississippi. <laughs> well, but but my point, though, is, you know, you add that into news that broke this morning about Warren Roberson mm-hmm. of Red Oak. Yep. Texas offered as a senior eval. Right. Texas was thought to be out of it with him, and he was going to decide between, like, TCU, Arizona State, and USC or something like that. Right. But now this morning we learn that he's visiting Texas this weekend after a stop from Sark last week at Red Oak. Uh, where he made an in-home with Roberson. Um, add all that together, and it just seems to me that recruit through the whistle for this program and for Steve Sarkeesian uh, is is a very true um, analogy. Yeah, well, I don't think they're done on uh, Deuce Robinson either. You know, that's good. Oh, yeah, I forgot about it. Everybody's super excited about it, but they're not – you know, that's, that's a guy that you always recruit through the whistle. Um, and, and, you know – Look, they, there's always needs in a program that need to be filled, and there's myriad ways. There's more ways to fill those needs than there ever was before, Bob. You know, when you were doing this 20 years ago, uh, transfer, you got a transfer. Man, that was a big deal. Holy crap. Or, or a JUCO guy, that was crazy. Um, now there's just so many different ways to to fill needs. You've got the the uh, bifurcated uh, signing days. You know, there's one one in December, all right? Then you get to reassess your needs all over again. Uh, you get bowl practices before you reassess those needs, and, and guys transferring out. There's just different ways to to always to always address needs, and uh, you know they're on they're on the ball. You know I like it. They're, they're, there's like a five pronged approach right now, <laughs> and it just shows that that they're 
they're uh, you know they're they're all they're fully in on on maximizing this roster to the best of their ability and it doesn't care they don't care where the ballers come from they're going to try to get them in i have not talked to you on air since uh texas landed ad mitchell last week what do you think he means for this program headed into spring well, I mean, he's going to be the starter at X receiver. That's pretty obvious to me. Um, you know, I think that's going to allow them to probably put um, Xavier Worthy in better situations to succeed. Uh, you know, I think there's there's I think there are a lot of returns across the board on it. You know, they're going to go probably more eleven personnel now. That, now you've got Jordan Whittington in the better in a better position, like really his ideal position as a slot machine. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I mean, it's you know, never mind his uh, never mind his you know, individual talent. He, I think he adds a lot to the scheme and, and uh, you know, he gives, he gives the, uh, he gives us the Sark a lot more flexibility than he had last year. And, you know, this year he had more flexibility than he had the previous year. And, you know, that's it. That's he's program building. And A.D. Mitchell is a sign that, that he's program building. All right. Uh, speaking with Eric Nalin of inside Texas.com uh, inside Texas.com has a special right now for a subscription through August 31. That means you get all of the spring practice, all of the recruiting news, all the junior stuff that's coming up as far as recruiting is concerned during the summer uh, for just $30 all the way through August 31. Please join us, uh, Eric, myself, uh, Justin Wells, Jerry Hamilton, uh, Ian Boy, Paul Wadlington, and of course, Joe Cook, our beat reporter uh, there in Austin uh, for uh, a subscription to InsideTexas.com. Uh, Eric, you just mentioned something that I, that I found interesting, and that's the way that guys are, are ending up at Texas. And looking at the 23 class that they just signed, that Texas just signed, and comparing it to the 22 class, one of the things that I find uh, encouraging about the trajectory of, of Sark and his, you, you use the term program building, is this. A year ago, they ended up with a top five class in part because of the coaching carousel around them, whether it was OU and Lincoln Riley leaving, uh, whether it was uh, Oregon and Mario Cristobal going and leaving two offensive line recruits more open than they were before and headed to Miami. This year, there wasn't that turmoil around them. In fact, there was more, uh, there was it, LSU had a new coach last year. This year, LSU did not. Um, what are your thoughts on that as far as, you know, the, does it mean that Steve Sarkeesian is more built for long-term success that he could follow up a 22 class that was really aided by some last minute coaching changes versus this one, which was set in stone pretty much from the start. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, I don't want to diminish what they did the previous year because, you know, um, you know, they were new, they were new to that, that class or building relationships. And, and to me that it's a good sign that they, and it may be a forward looking sign that they were able to finish you know, second for a few of those guys and, and position themselves to to capitalize on that luck. Uh, but I do think it's a good sign that this year they didn't need it. You know, they had they had so much of the class wrapped up in uh, in the summertime. We were, we were sitting there like, what are we going to write about in December, man? Um, and so I, I think I think it's a good sign that, that recruits were bought in uh, a lot earlier. And I think that we'll probably see it. Uh, we'll probably see that continue. You know, yesterday we were talking about how there's a decent chance they'll have their offensive line wrapped up again uh, in the summer. And, you know, maybe if they want to extend the number, then, then maybe there's intrigue down the road. But uh, I do think it came a little more honestly uh, this year, but I think that's uh, kind of a byproduct of being able to build relationships. Um, you know, they're not the flashiest group, but I think there's a lot of substance to them. And substance usually takes a little bit of time to win people over. Like there's not that eye-catching uh, personality maybe. 
Um, you know, maybe maybe Banks has that a little bit. But if you look in the past, Texas has had guys that were either, you know, could sit up on top of the mountain like Mac Brown or uh, had a had a wild personality like Tim Brewster and Tim Brewster that, you know, be, had that benefit at A&M and everywhere else he's gone. Uh, it's not a flashy group. Um, and I think but I think the fact that uh, they have the time to, uh, to build these relationships and also, you know, there's there's. While the, while the product on the field wasn't as, as great as everybody wanted it to be, there was clear signs of development. And development sells. Development sells a lot. These guys want to go to the NFL. They want to know they're going to be developed. And um, I think we saw individual development pretty much across the board. You know, I had some struggles at quarterback, but that's, you know, he's young. So next year, next year they'll be selling that. And they had Arch Manning. You know, that helped too. Yep. Um, I, I just look at it and, and feel like when you really think about it, 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 it shows the development – from a uh, from a you're, you're using the the whole staff approach and I and I agree with that. I just feel like it was more of that planting a, a flag or planting a stake in the ground and saying, okay, we're here for good now, as opposed to last year where yeah. there was a lot of oh, kind of we kind of backed into that one. This one yeah. was more of we went in the front door. You mentioned it uh, a couple of weeks ago on a video about, you know, uh, does Jimbo have the advantage anymore? And like, nah, the 2023 class killed any advantage that Jimbo had on the head start with relationship building. And and one thing that stood out to me at the junior day was it was really a sophomore day, too. How many names did you write in that uh, 2025 thread? There was like 40, 50 names, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, it had almost 100 kids on campus. And uh, and and I would say maybe a half, maybe not quite half were, were 2025. So. Yeah, it's just gonna it's it's just gonna work in their advantage going forward. I mean, if, if they win, he's here forever, man. I mean, it's uh, he's here as long as he wants to be. I should say. <laughs> I think the NFL is going to come calling at some point. Yep. Question for you, uh, going forward here a little bit, Eric. Uh, in the inside scoop that you publish on Mondays, you mentioned a couple of freshmen that that you heard are, are doing well early. Uh, you also mentioned some other uh, scoop as far as the team is concerned. Uh, what are you hearing of the newly, the early enrollees and, and just what the team itself is doing right now? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it, it didn't come in as any surprise, you know, it's, uh, but you always like to hear that the high school evaluation is uh, translating to college because that's when you know that they're going to become the, the player in college that they were in high school. And, you know, the first guy I mentioned this week, and we mentioned some of the previous week, Arch Manning, uh, a couple others. Um, uh, but the first one I mentioned this week was Malik Muhammad. And that, you know, that really comes as no surprise. He, he, um, he really gets the big picture. He knows what it's going to take to to be a ten year NFL vet. Uh, he's already been training like that pretty much, you know, the last few years. He, you know, you could tell that way. You could tell it with a kid, not just how they work out, but he eats the right way. Like he's he's there for it. But he's extremely energetic, probably way more enthusiastic than I ever heard about him being at at South Oak Cliff. And to me, that tells me he's probably going to end up being a leader, uh, very communicate communicative, which is you know that's a that's a huge thing in the back end. Uh, we saw that breakdown a time or two with some young guys this season, but uh, you know I, I think he's he's going to live up to the hype. And you know who who knows if he's got the the raw athleticism to be a first round draft pick. But I think we all, you know, uh, all of us are high on him being a very good college corner and, and NFL player long term. Yeah, it doesn't um, hurt. It doesn't hurt that his brother has already been through the 
you know, he's he's had a brother that's been through it at Oklahoma State, right? And the so whole, he sees it, you know. And, um, that whole family, that whole family is athletes. Right? He's got a cousin that plays. Uh, he's uh, she's on the basketball team at at Texas. The whole there's so many athletes. I had to break it down one time, and I had to get on the call with like three different Muhammads to figure out the whole family tree. It's like 23 and me for the Muhammad family. Uh, man, it's just, dude, they're ballers everywhere. You know, they've got guys that have, uh, he's got cousins that have, uh, I'm not sure if they're still in, in the NFL. Uh, Elijah Muhammad that went to Nevada. They're everywhere. Jabbar Muhammad is a cousin that um, just transferred from Oklahoma State to Washington. Can't believe the Aggies passed on him with his, uh, with their need at cornerback. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're ballers. And the family is, is very business savvy too. Um, and you know, if there's a, if there's a good business deal on, on the line, they're going to go get it. And for, for Malik, that business deal is being a very good NFL pro. Uh, and so he gets the big picture. Got it. Um, speaking with Eric Nalene of InsideTexas.com. uh, inside Texas and the on Texas football state of the program episode is brought to you by Adam Lowy of the Lowy law firm. Uh, the Lowy law firm specializes in results for his clients, whether it's a tragic car wreck an accident in the workplace or any sort of serious or catastrophic injury, Adam is who you want to call. Call Adam today at 512-280-0800. The Lowy Law Firm uh, focuses on results. Hey, Eric, you know, to end uh, this program today, uh, I wanted to ask you what you thought uh, of the Texas football team as a whole and program as a whole. Um, And I know this is a, a big topic in some ways, but, do you think that Texas is, you know, a little bit better than they were two years ago when Steve Sarkeesian uh, took over? Or do you think they're in a lot better situation? Like try to try to grade his progress up until now from when he got the job. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about that uh, when I woke up this morning and, uh, you know, a lot of times people want to uh, hindsight everything because it makes things so much easier. Um you know, they don't want to really put their, their, their thoughts out there in real time. It's, uh, you know, but I, it's hard for me to, uh, it's hard for me to really find fault in the overall program building program management in Sark. I think he's the right guy for this climate. Um, it's a very difficult climate for people to adjust to. Um, you kind of have to be in agreement with where it's going. Uh, and I think he is. Um, if you fight it, it's probably going to hurt you uh, long-term. You're not going to adapt. Um, Do you mean NIL? NIL, everything, uh, the way the kids are wired. I was talking to uh, a very notable person uh, in the football world the other day, and, and I was, you know, I was asking him, like, do you, do you, are kids different than they were 10 years ago? And he's like, well, they're a lot more sensitive. And I was like, okay, that kind of ties in with where I'm going. They're just nicer. They're nicer. Kids are nicer. Uh, and so every time one of us old people gets on here lambasting this uh, next generation, they are softer, but they are nicer too. And, um, you have to be able to communicate with them and you have to kind of get on the same level as them. And, and I don't think, I think it's, you know, kind of where uh, I think DKR aged out. And I think some, some of the greats have aged out. I think that the current climate we're in is going to age people out. And I think it's kind of hitting Sark at the right time. Um, now, I don't know if that's hundred percent true. You know, I mean, I could see how this would burn, burn somebody out. Um, the guy is just on the move nonstop. I've, I've mentioned it a long, a lot of times and I've, <laughs> I said, you know, it's funny. I was at a in a conversation last night with two pilots, and it reminded me of what I said about Sark. You know, there are way more uh, important jobs. You know, you've got um, people's trust and lives in your hand if you're an airline pilot. I was with a guy last night that uh, you know flies around the Saudi people, the Saudi uh, uh, higher ups, uh, and I'm like, wow, that's a crazy job. I don't know how you got that job, 
But Sark has a more difficult job than that guy, a way tougher job when you have to manage all these people, you have to manage all these egos, um, you're, it's, you're, you're a CEO, you're a life coach, you're all these different things. Um, I think Sark is built for it. Now, I, you know, it's easy to nitpick uh, where they came up short uh, on offense. Uh, maybe Sark, the OC, I've said, I've said this in the past, Sark, the head coach, has probably did better than Sark, the OC. Um, but I, I, man, I'm, I'm a big fan of where he's at. I'm a big fan of what they're doing. I'm a big fan of where I'm, I'm a big fan of the uh, people that um, kind of ensure that that things stay in the, going in the right direction. You know, the school president uh, is a football guy. The board of regents wants uh, the chairman of the board wants to see them succeed. Obviously, Del Conte, it's his job to ensure that it, it succeeds. I think everybody's running in the, in the right direction. So I'm a huge believer in in the program long term. That doesn't mean there there aren't going to be be blips and bumps on the road, man. That's just just how it is. It's how you respond to them. Yeah, it's life. <laughs> That's life. I, the one thing I would say beyond, I, and I agree with almost everything you said. Yeah, probably, I think I'm a little rosy, Bobby. So, I, no, so um, I, I feel like I feel like you're right, uh, especially Eric in the in the category of he kind of fits what Texas needs and the demeanor, and yeah. I, I just feel like he's he's an offensive coach too, right? You need right. To, these day and age, you need an offensive coach because. Those are the guys that score a lot of points. And um, so I feel that's there. The other thing that I would mention that that I am very cognizant of is talent. Um, I felt right. like uh, Charlie Strong did a decent job of recruiting. There's no doubt about that. But he never really stacked positions, right? He wasn't, yeah. he wasn't built for two years down the road. He was trying to fix that year all the time, mm -hmm. right? And – Tom Herman, a little bit of the same way, and in his problem, he had some blind spots. Offensive line, big time. Offensive line, but also Long transfer season. out. Yeah, transfer out the the portal and yeah. inability to to keep players. The attrition killed him. That's not devastating Texas right now, and so I think that ties into right. what you're talking about with him being able to relate better and have a. A, uh, a, uh, well, it also goes, Bob, to my biggest my biggest question about him is going to be overcome with talent. It's, you know, whether he can do head coach and OC at the same time. And once that talent is developed and um, in the right positions and has a little experience, you know, I mean, it's it's it to me, it, there, there's no point really worrying about, oh, should he have an OC or should he be the OC? You know, if we just wait, you know, it, it's in a crock pot. It's not in the microwave. And so that it takes a little while. Um, but just like a crock pot, if you got the right ingredients in there, you can start to really sense what's uh, what's coming together. Uh, this is uh, shaping up to be a big year for Texas. Uh, they are definitely recruiting through the whistle. Uh, they're being pretty uh, judicious with scholarship offers, but also uh, their offers to wide receiver coach, director of high school relations. Uh, you know, Sark, I think, has got things under control. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of State of the Program. Uh, with Eric Nolene, publisher of InsideTexas.com. I'm Bobby Burton, and thanks for watching.